Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, it's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist-turned-entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. It is the five-time show, let your boo begin, where we drop knowledge bombs for you in Portland. Teach the proven systems to make your ends, so you can produce the greenery like all the Oregon. Sue will call you Franklin, cause you got Benjamins. We'll call you Ben Pearl, cause you just bought a Benz. And then you'll be bragging to your wife and kids that your wallet's overweight, but it used to be thin. Thumbs away, this is play broadcasting with the Zen, with the focus locked in like San Quentin. Can I get a B to the O, O to the M? You've heard the rumors, he is I, and I is him. He be the Z, and I be the C. Now it's teaching business skills from play to Z. We both grew up poor, but we're poor no more. The goal of this show is to help you score. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Thrive Time Show on your radio and podcast download. Uh, my name is Clay Clark. I'm the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. Joined here with a man, the myth, it's the, the legend, it's Dr. Z. <laughs> Sir, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Hello, Thrive Nation. And we've got a treat for you today. We do. We're actually, we're actually going to be interviewing a guy who is uh, calling in from Berlin, Germany, which is just off the coast of Okmulgee uh, there, a, a rural community <laughs> Oklahoma. No, but from, from Berlin, Germany, Mr. Jonathan, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well. How are you guys doing? I am I am doing very well. I'm super excited to have you on today's show. I mean, you guys have worked with products like uh, Airbnb, um, Slack, the UN Share the Meal product. You guys are, are kind of a big deal, but I have a few German questions I want to ask on behalf of Oklahoma. Okay. Can I ask those German questions? Yes. First of all, for, uh, you are in full German regalia, right, Jonathan? I, I, I mean, should probably tell you that I'm, that I'm, <laughs> of course, first of all, of course, I'm in full German regalia, but I'm actually an Irish person living in Berlin, Germany. So you, oh, maybe better to ask the, me Irish-related questions. Even even better than that means you, uh, you, you get along with the current or the local, um, shall we say, uh, beverage of choice, right? Of course. I mean, I'm drinking whiskey right now. It's 8 p.m. here. It's 10 p.m. here. <laughs> Perfect. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Now, did you? <laughs> this is my first non-related question to your to your business, and then we'll get into some real stuff here in a minute. But did you move? I guess as a pie chart, what percentage of your decision to move to Germany was based upon your love of David Hasselhoff? Was it all of it? Was it most um, of it? It was probably 90, 95 percent, I'd say. Um, okay, so, okay. so it was definitely a big was... part of it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, so now you have a company that's called AJ and Smart, and uh, what you guys do there is you've created a system called the Design Sprint. Uh, explain to the Thrivers what the Design Sprint is and what AJ and Smart is all about. So the design sprint is a, and, and first thing I should probably say just right out of the gate is that um, actually the design sprint was created by a guy called Jake Knapp, uh, who we now work uh, with together. Um, he, he'll just be, you know, very, very angry and beat me up if I say that AJ and Smart created it. We are just so now. So uh, a system created by, what was his name again? I'll put that on the show notes. Jake Knapp. Okay, got it. So basically, yeah, this guy at Google, he was working there. He created this system called the Design Sprint. It's a five-day process from going from pretty much any broad ch business challenge or product challenge 
um, to a really high fidelity testable prototype within one week. So companies can come to us and say, look, we want to create this product. We want to kind of hit this market, but we don't really know what it should look like or, or what it should be. Um, and we're having a really hard time trying to figure out these decisions. And we come in with a team of three people uh, to pretty much, you know, any company in the world. And we can help them figure that out within a week or two and help them get to something market ready uh, extremely quickly, where usually it, it, you know, it normally takes, you know, eight months to a year to get something on the market. Um, this is the system is getting something ready to go to development within one to two weeks, which is kind of insane. Well, well, Dr. Z comes from a background where he uh, used to wash dishes before becoming an optometrist, before becoming an <laughs> entrepreneur. And I came from a background as being a, a disc jockey uh, before becoming the Entrepreneur of the Year and getting involved in other companies. So I don't know if you come from something as credible as being a dishwasher or a DJ, but what was your <laughs> background previous to a team doing this AJ and Smart business? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad you asked me because it, it's a pretty weird one as well. Um, so my original plan, uh, my original reason for moving to Berlin, there was two reasons. One, I wanted to be a rock star. So I was playing in a band that was actually pretty unsuccessful. Um, and I was the singer. <laughs> you know, yeah, Z actually uh, hung out with Edge from uh, U2 the other day. Oh, yeah. At his home serious? there, an Irish, uh, some Irish blokes. These guys apparently yeah, they were they were in Tulsa. They stayed. Uh, I live in a high rise downtown. It's half hotel, half apartments, half hotels, and they stayed in the hotel the, called the Mayo uh, because that's where Elvis stayed. So they're big Elvis fans, as you're well aware, I'm sure. So anyway, he's been cool. working on a, a musician sprint. So he was interviewing the Edge to get that. He'll make sure he sends that to <laughs> you after amazing. today's uh, podcast. Okay, so you want to be a musician, instead, please? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be a musician. Um, I also wanted to be a filmmaker. So those were the two reasons I was here in Berlin. Um, but I had been making money on the side being a designer. So I was helping companies design their apps because that's kind of, I studied, let's say, a mixture between design psychology and media production. So something super broad. And I accidentally got into design. It was not actually my passion at all. I know a lot of people say, you know, follow your passion. It definitely was not my passion. Um, I didn't expect to have a, you know, multi-million euro design company now, you know, uh, 10 years later. But yeah, that was kind of what I accidentally got into. But my original passion was music and movie making. So when you got to a place in your life where you decided that you didn't uh, want to be a movie maker anymore? I know for Z, uh, Z, I'd like for you to share with the listeners about this, but you got to a place in your life where your optometry clinic was very successful, and, you're, and you're, it's still in business 26 years later, doing very well. Nice. What did it feel like for you, Z, knowing that, hey, I love optometry, yes, but now I want to move into something else, too? What, was, what, what were you thinking at that point? Well, I had two choices. One, I could further grow the optometry clinics throughout the Midwest of the United States of America, and then that would create a lot of travel. My kids were young, so I wanted to you know, increase my footprint, if you will. I wanted to increase my, you know, grow my empire, if you will. So that's why I wanted to stay in Tulsa, which meant I needed to do other businesses. And so that led me down the journey of doing the auto auction, the sleep centers, the DME companies, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. And then, um, you know, that just kind of built on themselves, you know, whenever you have a successful business, it's... But do you ever feel like you missed your calling when you're not looking at the human eyeball for eight to 12 hours a day? (laughs) No, I missed my calling because I'm like Jonathan. I I always wanted to be a rock star. I mean, who doesn't want to be a rock star, right? Yeah. Jonathan, do you ever look back at it? I mean, saying, gosh, I I wish I could have gone back to that. Or do you you move on with no regret? I mean, what did it feel like when you knew, okay, it's time for me to give up on that dream, my quote-unquote passion, to move on to something else? 
I think it was kind of um, it was I mean it was very different for me as it was like what it was for Doctor Z. Am I saying it right, Doctor Z? Yes, That's yes, you are. Name of all time. Um, I want to have this name as well. I, I will take that. Um, so <laughs> from now on, call me Doctor X. <laughs> so nice. basically, for me, <laughs> for me, it didn't happen like that. For me, the the other businesses were just unsuccessful. The other ventures were just unsuccessful, and um, my kind of the excitement of of building this design company just kind of took over, and it just I, I guess there was a point, you know, about three or four years into building the company where I was like, ah, this is not really what I want to be doing. And then I started doing, you know, we started doing like these live training shows. We started building our YouTube channel. So we have weekly shows as well. That gets me excited again because I'm making video again and I'm kind of performing again. So I think performing was the thing I was interested in in the end. And it wasn't really like the act of, you know, being specifically in a band. So I think that was like the I, I'm, I'm kind of satisfying myself now by doing weird, you know, side projects like the YouTube channel. I think channel. that's what Z does, by the way. His radio commercials are legendary in Tulsa. Z, do you not tap into your thespian inner core <laughs> yes, by doing your commercials? Yes, oh, do. don't, don't you enjoy it? Isn't it fun? Yes, yes, it's fun. It's a, it's a nice outlet, just like Jonathan's talking about. And Jonathan, what was the name of your band, by the way? What kind of music did you Oh, I'm my curious. God. I honestly don't even want to tell you. Like, oh, you have to tell us. Come on. Tell us. The world wants to know. Okay. So the band was called Hanging Box, H-A-N-G-I-N-G Box, and it was okay. um, basically a, a, a rock funk band. So we were kind of like Red Hot Chili Peppers mixed with, I don't know, Coldplay or something. Okay. <laughs> it made no sense. Um, but yeah, we were just like... Did you do like, Red Hot Chili Peppers covers? Did you do some covers of those songs? We, we didn't actually do any covers of bands that we really liked. We did covers of like uh, <laughs> Nelly Furtado and like weird pop songs like Kylie Minogue and Justin Timberlake for fun. Uh, but we oh, didn't nice. do any, you know, you, bands you we liked. You bring sexy back. That's, impre- that's impressive. We definitely so how did. did you, how did you market AJ and Smart? You talked about it a little bit with YouTube videos, but how did you guys market this? So many of our listeners um, are going to be very interested in your design sprints, and a lot of them are going, gosh, I wish I could figure out how to market my business. How? Did, tell us how you marketed your company that's now very, very successful. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how far you want me to go back, but, like, in oh, the beginning... Oh, you go way back. Okay, I'll tell you like how we got uh, traction. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, um, just it, it all started around the day of my birth. No, maybe I'll skip forward to uh, starting the company. So we, in the very beginning, I think one of the best ways to get clients, and I don't know if you guys agree with this, but for us, it was very much local. So we moved into, myself and my co-founder, we moved into a um, co-working space where there was a lot of startups around us. We put up a sign saying that we were a UX design agency because UX design was sort of almost like the keyword for product design back then. Um, and what we started to do is whiskey tastings at our desk. So we would have weekly whiskey tastings every Friday because, you know, Irish bringing lots of different types of whiskeys from Ireland. And all these startups would come to our desk and they would talk to us and they would figure out we're a design agency. We would figure out the problems they would have, um, really focusing on like capturing the issues that they had. And then After we would just come back them to the whiskey samples or before. Exactly. Exactly. Whiskey sample number four. Um, and really the first two years of business, like the, the first, you know, um, $500,000 of revenue in the first year was purely from that one building that we were in because we were making a name for ourselves, honestly, just by being quite loud and, and by talking to people. So that was the beginning. That that doesn't wanna, scale amazingly. I want to distill a learning moment, though. I've worked with a lot of yeah. jewelers. In, uh, Chup, uh, Eric, Chup, we're, we're going to put this on the show notes here. But I've worked with a lot of businesses, and I'll give you two examples. One, I worked with the Outback Steakhouse here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, near the Riverwalk. 
Um, I also worked um, with a jewelry store. We've done this where we actually, if you went to the jewelry store, you got a glass of wine when you walked in. Z. You got a glass right. of wine, jo- Jonathan. You got a glass of wine. And then the outback, when you walked in and you said, hey, how much? How long is the wait at the steakhouse? They would say, oh, well, what kind of beverage do you want? We'll get you started here now for free. It's on us. And I think the wait's about nice. 15 minutes. Well, most people don't leave when you give them a free beverage or a free appetizer, and I do think that's yep. a move. I mean, you were sowing the seeds, giving people free whiskey samples, lightening the mood a little bit. I mean, did that play into your sales in all sincerity? Did, did that help you Absolutely. get better conversations going? A hundred percent. We we then scaled that up to having free events at our office once we once we grew a little bit, and we would have these um, you know forty fifty person. Um, events at our office where we'd have free beer, free alcohol, we'd have a cocktail maker, um, and we would invite a lot of like the bigger firms um, in Germany to come by and kind of watch a presentation about design sprints uh, while getting, you know, I don't know if you can swear on the show, so I won't swear. And I'll, let's say very drunk <laughs> while getting very drunk. Well, if you were um, going to swear in like an Irish in your native I was going to say shit. <laughs> okay, okay, and we'll put that on the show notes to edit that out. But I appreciate you saying that. We'll reverse that so it'll sound something like Tish Face. Tish Face, exactly. <laughs> so, it's kind of a beat yeah. face. Beat face. Okay, nice. Beat okay, face. so you now after you had these free events at your office again, you start yeah. off. You put up a sign that says "We're UX designers in a co-working space." Right. You're giving people free whiskey samples. You're up to $500,000 of revenue. You're doing free events at your office. How did you go from there across the great abyss to working with huge companies like Airbnb, Slack, Google? I mean, I'm sure none of our listeners have heard. Z, have you ever heard of Airbnb? (laughs) 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 You ever heard of, is it, you, you say it, Jonathan, do you say Google or is it Google? I think, I think it's, it's silent it's G. I think it's Google. Definitely Google. When we come back from the break, more with our interview with Jonathan Courtney of AJ and Smart. Again, more from our interview with uh, Jonathan Courtney from AJ and Smart. If you've not yet gone to theclassicclean.com, check them out for all of your Tulsa janitorial needs. That's theclassicclean.com. Three, two, one. Boom! You are now entering the dojo of Mojo and the Thrive Time Show. Thrive Time Show on the microphone. What is this? Top of the iTunes charts in the category of business. Drilling down on business topics like we are a dentist. Providing you with mentorship like you are an apprentice. And we go so fast that you might get motion sickness. Grab a pen and pad to the lab. Let's get in this. It's time to bear some fruit like some Florida oranges. Three, two, one. Here come the business ninjas. Sonic Boom. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Thrive Time Show on your podcast, download, and radio broadcast show. My name is Clay Clark. I'm joined here with Dr. Zellner. Now, Dr. Z, we had a chance earlier today to sit down and interview a guy by the name of Jonathan Courtney, who's based in, in, in Germany, and he's an Irish guy uh, now based in Germany, and they've worked with companies like Airbnb, Slack, Salesforce, McKinsey, the United Nations. I mean, see, these guys are kind of a big deal. It was, it was a great interview. Did you enjoy your time here with our friend Jonathan Courtney? Yeah, it was really fun. It was fascinating. And I thought it was incredibly awesome that we were talking to Jonathan and his company is so needed out there. You know, his company will fast track your ideas for software, for your business. And he went so far as to say within a month, 
plus or minus, you can take an idea to them and they will turn it into software that's usable, i.e. For an 80 app grand. Or, yeah, something 80 like that. grand. I mean, having a product and an app for $80,000, that's an incredible deal. And I, I just tell you what, Thrivers, if you're going to miss a show or duck in to back into the office during a show, you don't want to miss this show. This is a show where you got to pause it on your podcast player. You got to, if, if, if you have to hop back into the office right now, make sure you go to thrivetimeshow.com, go listen to it on the podcast. This is Jonathan Courtney with his, with his company, AJ and Smart, a consultancy and a design sprint company that's worked with airbnb slack salesforce mckinsey and more now without any further ado back to the interview how did you make that um uh, a jump from you know the startup to working with these big brands how did that happen Right. So I should probably say that it took about um, five years to go from, you know, the startup scene in Berlin to uh, Silicon Valley elite companies like that. Um, And there was a couple of I guess there was a couple of jumping off points. The first was uh, we started working with a Silicon Valley startup called Udacity. And we got a contract with them. I'm trying to remember exactly how that happened, but it was, I met a guy at a conference. It's always related to alcohol. I was at a bar at a conference and I was speaking to a guy who was about to start working at a company called Udacity. Udacity was brand new. It was like a Google was kind of putting, you know, helping create this uh, education company. I met this guy. I was like, that sounds really interesting. Um, like two years later, I get a call and he's like, hey, this Udacity thing is kicking off. Can you guys help us out? Um, so we did a little bit of uh, work with them and we even like, you know, just some really random work. And uh, that was kind of the start of it. That was our first Silicon Valley client. Um, and now they're like one of the uni- $1 billion unicorns uh, down in Silicon Valley. And that was like the, I would say that was the, almost the the, the center point that caused us to kind of you know, explode from company to company over there. But the second thing... For a lot of people... I didn't oh, sorry. To cut you off. I say a lot of people aren't aware oh. of the German startup scene you referenced that. I just wanted to ask you about that. What kind of a tax rate are you dealing with in Germany versus, let's say, an American startup? Just because there are a lot of listeners out there that I think would be interested in working with you guys and they just kind of want to know the background and kind of get a feel for... When you're starting a business there, what kind of taxes do you have there comparative to the United States? Do you know? It's totally insane. Um, we pay 45% tax minimum. Um, but we're paying a lot more on top. I mean, to be honest, the German tax system is like Germany is very much more like a a socialist country than America. So you're paying a lot, a lot in tax. I don't know exactly. A lot of that money also goes to help the people not start another world war. I hope the part of that is just the non-World <laughs> War think, Fund. I'm, I have a German background, and I think that's something with the German history. We just like to start world wars if it's not working out. Hopefully, at least 5% of that 45% is going back. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if, if anything goes wrong here, I mean, if there's one crack in the autobahn at the main roads here, then there's a full-on new war happening. So I'm assuming <laughs> most of most of the money is going back into just that. Okay, <laughs> now I'm sorry to cut you off. So continue continue with your story there. I just was curious about some Germany uh, German background. I was going to say that the second reason we managed to get all of these big clients, at least um, some of the ones you're seeing there, is just that we, well, it started with us choosing the niche of UX before UX got big, but then we chose the niche of design sprints before design sprints really got big. And we kind of became the company um, that design sprints got associated with. So it's like, 
design sprints. They're associated with Google. They're associated with uh, Jake Knapp and they're associated with AJ and Smart. And because of that, we now get, um, you know, contacted by these companies like, you know, Salesforce, McKinsey, um, all of these big brands that everybody knows. They hear about us because they search design sprints now. And if they, you know, search anywhere on Google or on YouTube, they're going to find us. And that's because actually we, we, I guess we placed a bet that this niche was going to be big and we put all of our chips on black and it was kind of a risk because we just pushed in one uh, one direction extremely aggressively without thinking of anything else and it, it just worked out for us. So we, I guess the, the, the thing there is we really just put all our money on design sprints. You know, uh, Andrew Carnegie, who couldn't be with us today uh, because he's dead, um, he actually said, the way to become rich is to put all of your eggs in one basket and then to watch that basket. And uh, Dr. Zellner has his own take on this, but uh, Z, you talk about being the pig at breakfast. Can you share your thoughts uh, with Jonathan, the listeners out there, about being the pig at breakfast? Because this, so, this is so important that these guys are saying, look, we, we made a bet. And we went all we we went we went all in on this bet. Can you talk about your idea? Yeah, of- it's about commitment, and that's what Jonathan was kind of talk, you know touching on there. The commitment of going hey all in on something, and that's the, the story that I use is the pig and the chicken at breakfast. You want to be the pig because the pig obviously gives his life, you know, as so we get bacon and ham, and the chicken lays an egg and says, you know, I'll give you an egg, maybe maybe tomorrow I'll give you another egg. And a lot of people that start a business don't have that kind of commitment of saying, hey, okay, we're we're all in. This is the direction we're going. And you know, really, entrepreneurs are a tad bit of gamblers. I mean, yeah. And so the analogy of you saying we put it all on black is actually a very very good analogy. And I've, Jonathan, I've got a question for you. Going Ooh. back to going back to the tax structure and everything. Since you're from Ireland. Right. And since yeah. Ireland has one of the lowest, you know, business tax rates in the world, we have a lot of inversions. In fact, Google, you could argue, is actually a nice Irish company at this point. Yeah, sure. And, and, after me, lucky and, charms. At Apple and several <laughs> others. We've, we've done that on the show before, all the inversion stuff. So why are you still in Germany? See, when we come back, they're going to they're explain to us why they're still officing in Germany. But before we do that, we need to do a shameless plug for one of our show sponsors. How about someone that says like office supplies? Uh, you know what? I tell you what. How about somebody that could get all of our listeners hooked on Onyx? Well, that would work hooked for me. On it. Yeah, hooked that, on that, Onyx, that'd yeah. That'd work. Uh, and see, are you passionate about spending a lot of your time going to uh, an office supply store to buy supplies? Who toners? doesn't love walking through the aisles of Staples and just walking through the aisles no, of Staples? No, no, just to, to, to free up time for freedom hours. and to, 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 to free up your finances and your time. Z, you got to spend less money, spend less time. That's why we use the good folks at Onyx Imaging. Onyx Imaging. Chuck, tell us about Onyx Imaging. Onyx Imaging is your one stop business shop, guys. They do uh, printer supply printer repair, office supply, same and next day delivery, price matching. So you got to get a hold of these guys, onyximaging.com, onyximaging.com. Call them today, 918-627-6611, 918-627-6611. And with any request for printer service or office supply quote, they're just going to give you a free ink cartridge. How's it possible? Whatever wow. printer you have, you let them know it's they're going to get you a free print cartridge, 918-627-6611. Ooh, You are now entering the dojo of Mojo and the Thrive Time Show. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I 
kick it, yes you can This is Clay Clark on the mic again My opic focus, time of vision I'm focused on the mission To teach you the skills and give you the plans Broadcasting from my lands To the left, to the portlands I'm here to tell you, you can do it, yes you can And now my friend, you got two fans Hit me the Z, comma, ands I'll be the C, yes, ands Now let's kick it like Batman, bam And get a little nuts like pecans Right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Thrive Time Show on your podcast, download, and radio show. Now, Z, we have a lot of great guests on the show. We've had a lot of great folks. We've had David Robinson, the NBA Hall of Fame basketball player. We've had Michael Levine, the PR consultant for Nike and Prince, and we've had a lot of big, pe- a lot of big people on the show. But it's fun to talk to these guys. We, we, we had to call them in Germany. This company called AJ and Smart. And see, these guys do quick product sprints. They help people for about $80,000 to design a product and an app to go with it. And uh, see, over the years, they've worked with such companies as... I'm going to read the companies off to you. Tell me, you tell me if you've ever heard okay, of these companies. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. They've worked with Airbnb. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, they've worked with Slack. Yes. I've, I've been called a slackard before. Is that the same thing? N- no, this is a, a, bi- a business. Uh, oh, what, what about okay. uh, Salesforce? I was once, I worked on a Salesforce. McKinsey? <laughs> These guys are a big deal. They help people develop great products. They've worked with Google. Uh, they're working on a project right now with Lego. I mean, they are really a, a great company doing some great things, and it's an honor to talk to them. And so, Thrive Nation, I invite you to uh, uh, put on a helmet. Uh, get that get that seat belt all tightened there, nice, and uh, buckle up because this interview with Jonathan Courtney from AJ and Smart is going to blow your mind. Blow it. Stay tuned. Jonathan, I've got a question for you. Going Ooh. back to going back to the tax structure and everything. Since you're from Ireland, right. and since yeah. Ireland has one of the lowest, you know, business tax rates in the world we have a lot of inversions in fact google you could argue there's actually a nice irish company at this point yeah and sure so, and, after me lucky and, charms at apple and several <laughs> others we've, we've done that on the show before all the inversion stuff so why are you still in germany um okay so honestly i don't really know why our company is still based in germany um we did t- we are looking into you know setting maybe potentially setting up some parts of our company in ireland because mm-hmm. i'm irish and that would be totally fine to do that I guess it's just at this point, I don't want, we're, we're a 20 person company. Um, we don't have like a huge finance department. It isn't super easy now that we're making multiple uh, seven figures of revenue to just like transfer it all. So we're just, we just don't actually, to be the honest answer is I don't understand exactly what it means to do that. And so I'm trying to figure that out before I do something. Well, if you need help transferring, you know, seven figures in euros, Clay and I be more than happy to fly on over <laughs> we'll fly on frank over. we're coming to frankfurt we'll I don't do know that how. we'll rent a car no problem we'll, we'll yeah we, and we'll we'll mule we will <laughs> we'll take that money i mean for oh. a small fee of course and i'm not and i'm not kidding this there jonathan at some point if you if you're thinking about moving to the united states oklahoma you know forbes ranks oklahoma right now uh t- usually in the top one two th- or three of best cities in america for moving a business because our taxation oh, wow. is very low here 
And we have a 20,000-square-foot okay. facility approximately here, here at the Jinx Riverwalk. And so, Z, we would love a friendly neighbor, a co- you guys could co-work with us. We could play dodgeball if things get testy. And I then mean, in the downtime, we could put back together the band. We could maybe get David Hasselhoff. We could do whiskey samples. We could do whiskey tastings. Whiskey. I think this is a great idea. We could play the chocolate dance, all that kind of stereotypical German-American. Right make you guys yeah. feel right at home. Right, right at home. Very stereotypical German-American festival type of events I'm there. fully in. I'm fully <laughs> in. I'm all in on this. Uh, what are yeah, your no, thoughts on beer barrel yeah, polka? Sounds great. <laughs> sounds amazing. All right. Okay, so now, the next question here. So now we've talked about how you got to where you are now, and there's somebody listening right. out there that is probably going to benefit from your services, but they're not going to be able to benefit from these design sprints. They don't really understand what kind of businesses you specialize in now and maybe the fee structure or whatever you feel like you're at liberty to share. I just want to make sure that anybody out there who has a problem that you guys can solve, that they can uh, see how you can get them from A to B. Right. I mean, like I said, we have a pretty broad range of clients. It doesn't have to be as big as Google. It doesn't have to be as big as the UN. Um, I guess we have two pretty specific things that we do. We have two pretty specific packages. We have like the corporate standard package where a company wants to just like create a brand new product, a brand new app or a brand new service from scratch. And they, they also want us to help them figure out what that should be. Um, generally, I mean, pricing wise in dollars, that's usually about three to four weeks of work for about $80,000, just to be straight up uh, transparent. Um, so it's it's around seventy dollars to $80,000, depending on what we're actually talking about. But that pretty much gets you from zero, from a product idea, or like a, a few different business notions to you're now holding something in your hand that you could potentially give to your developers and put on the market and make you know crap tons and of money with. Let me share with the Thrivers out there so they know Z and I have, you know, we've have, we've had coders, photographers, videographers, people, um, you know, work with us full time. In all of our businesses, we have full time people. And just to give you right. a little context, at our haircut uh, business, the Elephant in the Room Men's Grooming Lounge, um, we have uh, managers there. And one of our managers that that's a very good good person, we would pay that person about sixty thousand dollars a year to manage. Right. A business. They're not creating anything. That's one third of the stores, you know. So they're not creating anything. They're not putting. Uh, they're not develop anything from scratch. I mean, that's that's the you're, for seventy thousand. I mean, that's the salary of one in my mind skilled person. And you're doing yeah, the whole thing yeah. and bringing a whole team together for seventy thousand. So and then you're doing that. And how long does it take? I mean, you're talking about weeks. How long does it take total? Literally, you could start tomorrow, and four weeks from now, it would be done. And what you have in your hand is pretty much often what an entire team takes an entire year to create. And that's kind of what we offer. We're like a plug in and play world class product design team. Wow, John, that is incredible. I know so many people that have come up to me, whispered in my ear. I've got a billion-dollar <laughs> app idea. Yeah, I yeah. Know, I don't know what to. I don't know what to do with it. So you're telling yeah. me for, I mean, these are rough figures, and we're not holding anything. But seventy to eighty thousand dollars in one month, and boom, there's boom. a ch- there's a chance that, that my billion-dollar app idea is going to go. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be able to work what, and, and be able to be used. What happens, that's incredible. Yeah, it happens now, pretty often. Uh, a lot of the products we work on end up making millions or uh, end up becoming worth billions, and. In the end, our clients even ask us, hey, why don't you like take a cut of the, you know, the outcome of that? And it's like for us, we just we're just not interested in that right now. What's product B? What's product B? You said product A is create a product from scratch, yeah. about seventy to eighty thousand dollars, four week plug and play product design team. What's product B? 
Fight and Thrive Nation. When we come back from the break, we're going to get more into the interview with AJ and Smart, where they explain to us their package B. They For $80,000, though, these guys, Z, can take, a, take your idea from a conceptual phase into an actual product with an app that goes with it in four weeks. Is that cool. mind-blowing? That's, that's pretty cool. You know, and I like it. The first two days, you know, they're intense or with you. I mean, they're right up in your grill for two yes. days, and that gets things sorted out, and the team works on it and knocks it out. You know, if you want someone to get intense with you about your accounting, making sure you're not behind on your mm-hmm. taxes mm-hmm. and your, yeah. your financial planning, I would encourage all of our listeners to go to hoodcpas.com. That's hoodcpas.com. When you go to hoodcpas.com and you schedule your free one-hour consultation, they're also going to give you a copy of Warren Buffett's only authorized biography. This book is called Snowball. You get the free book, a free consultation. It has the power to change your financial life. Find them today at hoodcpas.com. That's hoodcpas.com. Want to attend the legendary Thrive Time Show Business Workshop for free? Subscribe on iTunes. Leave an objective review and send us confirmation at info at thrivetimeshow.com to claim your tickets. Want to live in a van down by the river? Come by and see us at our Riverwalk offices and we'll be able to make your dreams come true. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Thrive Time Show on your radio and podcast download. For those of you just now tuning in, we're sitting down and interviewing Jonathan Courtney with about his company, AJ and Smart. And these guys have created, his partner, uh, Jake Knapp, has created a, a system called the Design Sprint. Where and during their four-day process, they can help a company to, to figure out their, their big challenges create a new product, develop an app that goes with it. And they've worked with Airbnb, Slack, Salesforce, McKinsey. And uh, Z, it's $80,000 for their package A. Package A, yeah, which seems reasonable. We've hired a lot of coders. We've, we've done a lot of this on the backside. And, I mean, that seems reasonable. It seems very reasonable. Mm-hmm. And, and that's an unbelievable deal. But, he, but now we come back to our interview. He's going to talk about package B, which is uh, basically a more affordable model, kind of a even more of a lean startup model. And, and I think if you're out there listening and you have a big product that you're wanting to develop, you need someone to make a prototype to make an app, this is absolutely a no-brainer for you to check out. So now without any further ado, our interview with Jonathan Courtney from AJ and Smart. So we call product A internally the the Tesla Model X, so the the expensive Tesla, the like the best thing you can get, uh, or Model S. And the the product B is our Tesla Model 3, uh, which is like the Every man, everybody can have it. Um, and this is what we generally do with startups. And this is essentially, you already have an idea for the product that you want to make. You're already relatively sure about you know, the details and the strategy behind it, but you just want a super high quality design for it, like the, the best in class. And basically we do that for people uh, then over three weeks. And what's missing, the only thing that's missing is then the strategic um, and business background that we offer for the corporates. So you can start from zero just with a couple of ideas and within three weeks, you've already got a version of your product that you can develop, super high quality. And that's a, that costs around 37, oh, dollars, sorry, uh, $44,000. So for $44,000, which is essentially a, almost a year or a half a year's worth yeah. of work for a team in three weeks. 
And I just want to make sure that the Thrivers are seeing the value of this. Uh, one of the brands I work with is called Oxyfresh. Uh, one of the companies I started was called DJConnection.com. And Z, I spent four or $500,000 on, on equipment and oh, marketing, yeah. all those things, yeah. before I really found out how to make a viable, sustainable business that, that scaled. I know your optometry clinic. I mean, just starting that clinic, starting oh, yeah. that business, the brick and mortar. I mean, it's excess of millions of dollars. This is a pretty sweet deal. Absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I know there's a lot, thank you. a lot of people out there that have an idea, and now they have someone they can go to, and it's world-class, and can help them knock it out. And they, I mean, that's not, those are not unreasonable figures. And so if somebody were to work with you, do you have like a weekly meeting with them? Is it every day? I mean, because you're going fast. I mean, how do you, how do you stand, how do you communicate with them? I, uh, what's, your, what's your process? So it's actually pretty intense. The usual way that design agencies work is that they get a brief from the client, maybe for two or three hours, and then they take notes and they go away and then they work on it and then they bring it back to the client and the client is not happy with it and then they do changes and then it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And that's why it takes months and there's a lot of misalignment and messing up and everyone's angry at the end. Um, what we do is we pretty much force the client to be with us for the first two days of the three weeks. And it's a super intensive two-day workshop. And in this two-day workshop, we pretty much get everything out of the client's head, every single idea, every single imaginable thought they had about this business over the last however many months or years. And we bring their whole team together in a room for two days and just get everything out of them. And that's pretty much the kickoff. That's the most important part of the entire thing. And that's almost all we need from them in the three weeks. Um, in the second week, we have them watch the user tests and, and do a few iterations on the product just to make sure it's going the right direction. Um, and in the third week, we're just delivering it to them and handing it over and helping them, you know, with their developers and stuff like that. So in, in the end, the, they mainly need to hang around with us for two very intensive days just to make sure that we know exactly what direction we're going in and also that we can help them decide what they should create in the first place because many times companies think you know hey i've got this great app idea and i think we should do this and once they talk with us for a few hours they're like oh wait a second no this is what we should do right because we're able to kind of give them this uh, strategic overview based on all the other companies we've worked with so it pretty now, much looks the, like the, that in the plan a package uh, do i get any irish whiskey with that you get um, you get some Irish whiskey and some Japanese whiskey, so that's our oh, combination well, at the there moment. We go. So what's going to happen is you, all, everyone who wants to work with you on that package A has to fly out there to Germany. You're going to pick them up in probably a Volkswagen or a BMW, drive them into the Black <laughs> Forest for two days, and then you work with them, sequester them. Then you just knock this out in four weeks. Pretty much. I mean, apart from the Black Forest thing, we also travel to our clients because I mean, oh, if you look at don't, it, yeah. I thought everything important and secretive happened yeah. in the Black Forest. I sorry, <laughs> most I just, of it guess, does. Most of it does. Okay. Okay. So I have a final couple questions here for you. Yeah. What are some exciting things that you're working on now? I know you value client confidentiality. So I'm not talking about a specific client, but no, what are some exciting things in the future uh, for your company over the next year or two? Okay, we're working with Lego right now, the toy maker. Um, this is definitely my most exciting thing, at least for me right now, the most exciting thing I can talk about. Um, and I guess actually what it is is quite different to what I've just been explaining because why they've hired us is to actually train their leadership team 
on how to make decisions faster. And this is this is something kind of going a little bit more into consulting. So we do help companies build their products from scratch, but we also help companies um, build these systems that we use at our company to get things done fast into their own companies. So with Lego, um, besides doing some design sprint work, we're, we're doing a lot of this kind of leadership training. And I'm just getting to see how toys are made, who makes the toys, how these decisions are made. It's the coolest thing I've done pretty much ever. And um, yeah, I'm traveling a lot for it. I was in Tokyo a few weeks back uh, working with Lego. Um, I'm back and forth from the factory in Denmark. It's just one of the coolest projects I've worked on in a while. I can't talk about the the actual products. Um, Can I, give, I want to give Lego some tips for making decisions faster. One is okay. don't lay off the German beer until you're done with your day. <laughs> that's that's idea number one. Right? Is, is well, that a fair well, idea? Well, well, that's no fun. Well, I'm just saying these okay. are ideas. I all just right, want to give right, advice, right. you know, right. to the good folks right. at Lego who are tuning in there. So yeah. the and final final question I had for you, Z, Z's going to ask you a question too, but I have a final question okay. for you. What is the biggest mistake that you have made you know, since you began your entrepreneurship, or, or, or I guess the best advice you could give your former self where you said, gosh, because we were all about learning from mentors and helping people avoid mistakes. What's the biggest mistake yeah. where you would say, okay, younger Jonathan, this was not a good move, but it's far enough in the past where we can laugh about it. You know, maybe something like last week. Uh, <laughs> I honestly think that, um, I mean, I've made so many mistakes building this business that you couldn't believe it. Um, and I think one of the reasons is that I just really don't have a business background. And I, I really, I feel like that's one big mistake is not asking people sooner who have a biggest uh, business background um, to give me some advice and, and to coach me. That That's a huge mistake that I made in the first three years, just being arrogant about it and just assuming that I can figure everything out myself because I don't know if you guys know, but as soon as you start to have like cash flow problems or um, anything like that, then you're like, oh, I didn't understand the concept of cash flow. That's like one of the biggest mistakes I made in the first three years of AJ and Smart is I didn't understand basic business concepts. So I stopped us from growing just by being an idiot and just not understanding super basic business concepts. So that would be the first thing I would go back and tell 22 year old or 23 year old Jonathan starting this company is, dude, look, you don't understand business. You need to pick up a couple of books. You need to get a business coach um, and, and just sort your shit out. Oops, sorry. Oh, no problem. <laughs> no problem. It's, it's, we're we're going to edit that out there. We know you guys right. in Germany, you guys uh, uh, smoke a lot, you curse a lot, you start a lot of wars. We're cool with it. All no the big time. deal. All the time. So that, <laughs> that would be Irish. the first thing. Is, yeah, I'm Irish. It's even worse. We, we smoke and curse way more than the Germans, believe me. <laughs> All right. Uh, We're broadcasting live from a pub today. That's incredible. Exactly. <laughs> How's it going, lads? How's it going, lads? <laughs> uh, I have a two-part question. I was actually going to ask that question. The question oh, I was wow, going to ask, hey, if you could go back and change what you did in the early days, and you kind of already answered okay. that. So I have a two-part question now. One... All right, Thrive Nation, when we return, Dr. Zellner asks Jonathan Courtney with AJ and Smart some tough, hard-hitting questions. I mean, Z, Z, a lot of times you can ask people softball questions that don't really matter, but you went for the juggler here. I went for the juggler. I mean, I went deep. I went really 
really deep. No shallow end here. You painted Jonathan Courtney into the corner. And if you're out there and you're saying, I'm tired of the bugs being in my corner, Chup. I'm tired of the spiders being (laughs) in my corner. I'm tired of the mosquitoes being in my mojito. Tell us about Platinum Pest and Lawn. Well, Platinum Pest and Lawn, you can get a hold of these guys. They're doing free termite inspections right now. And if they find anything, they'll do $200 off your termite treatment. Call them today, 918-376-0857. That's 918-376-0857. Or check them out at platinum-pestcontrol.com. Platinum dash pestcontrol.com. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Earlier today, we had an opportunity, Dr. Zellner and I, to interview a guy by the name of Jonathan Courtney, who's born in Ireland and is living in Germany, where his company, which is called AJ and Smart, has been helping companies develop products. And you might say, who develop products? I mean, I, I, I know a guy who helps develop products. You know, I, I know a guy who knows a guy. No, these guys are developing products for Airbnb. Well, I, I, I knew a guy who's done that kind of thing. I slept in an Airbnb one time. These guys are developing products for Slack. These guys are developing products for Salesforce. They're developing products for McKinsey. These guys are developing products for the United Nations. They're a big deal. Google. Lego. Lego. Yeah, Lego. Lego. Z, did you like Legos as a kid? Who didn't like Legos? Are you kidding me? I yes. like Legos to this day. Marshall, did I mean, you like Legos as a kid? I was more of a Lincoln Logs guy. Oh, oh you are, you know that's not surprising. That's not that's for some reason that's, that's just predictable. Not surpri- it's, it's a predictable. Just, it it is. It's just so okay. tall. All right. Well, what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and get back into our interview that we had earlier today. And for those of you who are just tuning in, Doctor Z, during this segment, Z, I thought you went over the line a little bit. I mean, you you started asking this I came guy. In hot. I came in hot. That's yeah, what he you, does. Well, you did. Is it was like an interview where it, this is what it's like. It's like someone's interviewing President Trump about, hey, Mr. Trump, we want to do just an, an expose about the the big wins this week, right? And then it's like now they got you on camera. And they're just interrogating you about something you said 25 years ago. That's what you're doing here. These to this poor questions guy, I'm getting ready Courtney. to ask him, metaphorically, I tore down the wall. You, you did. You did. You I tore, tore down Eastern the wall. and Western Germany. I, you, I reunited the, the country. You're and welcome. it feels so good. You're like the Gorbachev of this show. I, technically, I am. Okay. Well, tell I'm you like what. the little kid with a with ball-peen hammer banging Mr. on that Zellner, wall. Mr. Zellner, Gorbachev, tear down that wall. Okay. Okay. You had mentioned earlier in the in the in the show that you were actually sipping on since it's in the evening over there. Um, you were sipping on some whiskey. What what whiskey? What's your favorite whiskey? So my favorite whiskey right now, and the, and the one I'm actually drinking is called Mika from the Barrel Whiskey, and it's from Japan. It is mm-hmm. beautiful, um, and it also won the uh, Whiskey World Cup, I think, two years ago, which is crazy. How do you spell um, that? I'm gonna put that on the show notes. How do you spell that? Show notes. Um, N I K K A from the barrel. Got it. You know, Z, Z, you have a favorite favorite whiskey. Do you yeah. want to share share with whiskey recommendations? Yeah, my mine's Lagavulin. I like Lagavulin. I'm sure. You, oh, that is great, great, yeah, really. From the highly region, just oh, it's just so peaty and just tastes like dirt. I love it. <laughs> I love it so good. I have I one more uh, whiskey recommendation for you guys, um, which I don't know if you can actually buy it in the U.S., um, but importing it is well worth it. It's just called Connemara. Um, it's the most beautiful part of Ireland, and it's also the best whiskey in Ireland. It's it's amazing. And what and what is it more similar to? I'm sure it's a single malt. It's I honestly don't even know or is it uh, what it's similar we'll, to. We'll, it's, we'll, it's, Google, it's, uh, we'll Google that. It's well, super peaty. It's a bit I, like could, what? It's uh, it's um. Have you tasted Laphroaig? Oh yeah. It's a bit like that. 
Yeah, it's a that's a younger brother to uh, Lagavulin, you know, Lafroy. Yeah, region, same. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. Okay, now my second part of my question is, if you personally could have your life's going to have the same amount of you're going to make the same amount of money no matter what you're going to do. Would you rather one been a rock star, two made made movies, or three have the company you have and and you know you're changing lives out there with all that you're doing. So, wh- wh- which of those three? Looking back on, if you could say, you know, I'm gonna have, I'll make it the same amount of money, have the same fulfillment. Ooh, tough question. Which one of those three would you would you do, Jonathan? Oh my God. Um, whoo! <laughs> I really do love what I'm doing right now, and I feel like it's going to create a lot more freedom than those other two um, jobs would have done. So I'm happy that I didn't stay in the music industry. I, I feel like it's it's not it's not for me. For me, filmmaking was just not it just didn't feel right anymore so i have to say i'm i'm i feel like i've chosen the right path but i'm not quite there yet in terms of exactly what i want the kind of freedoms i want actually now i want to be a video game designer so now i have a totally different path that i'm on (laughs) perfect there you go always reinventing yourself i love it well i know you guys are uh, uh you know doing very well financially but z we have a little promotion we're doing right now for all the listeners out there uh, and this is for you too, Jonathan. So you can you, you can cool. save a few bucks because I know you only have sixty five. We have fifty five cents left from from every dollar with the German taxation here. So this is a way you can save some money. <laughs> if uh, you find the Thrive Time Show or any of our listeners do on iTunes and you subscribe to the podcast and you leave us an objective review, we'll give you two free tickets to our in person workshop. And uh, I would love to devalue some of the books I've written. I'll sign them and give them to you. We'd love to see you in Tulsa in a workshop, <laughs> though, Jonathan. We'd love to to see you here. Tulsa is a huge tourism. It's an undiscovered tourism capital of america <laughs> yes i discovered Tulsa. that would be the key term in that the sod farm tours are amazing yeah i would love to um i mean i i, I you guys uh, seem to be also kind of maybe maybe you guys can help me with a couple of the uh you know business strategy uh topics that i have for aj and smart this year Business coaching is what we do, and we'd, we'd love to help you. I just want to say, sincerely, uh, it's been an honor having you on the, the, just the show today. If people want to reach out to you, you or learn more from you or get in touch with you in some way or your company, what's, what's the best way for people to find you on the interwebs? Where do you want them to find <laughs> you? Where do you want them to go? Um, I think if you want to learn more about AJ and Smart, ajsmart.com is a great place to go, and you can you can chat to the people from AJ and Smart there if you're interested in working with us. If you're interested in um, just seeing what I'm up to, building my business, sort of more the entrepreneurial angle, definitely just check me out on Instagram, which is at jicecream. Yes, I'm saying Instagram. I'm I'm a, I'm a child, um, wow. but at J Ice Cream <laughs> is definitely the best place to check me out. Um, I am everywhere else uh, with pretty much the same name at J Ice Cream. But yeah, Instagram is where I do daily vlogs and where I reply to people most regularly. Well, I appreciate you having having you on this show. And we always like to end our interviews with a, with a three and a two and a one. Then we'll say boom. And so we'll kind of just, we'll, you know, we, we say three, we say two, we say one, then we say boom. Do we'll I do it as well? It here via Skype. What was that? Do I do the three, two, one as well? Yeah, it's very important you do it. Because there's a little bit of a lag okay. on Skype there. It, it might be <laughs> off, but that's that's fine. That's how I think a Germany and America will work together. Just slightly off beat, but we still are going for the same goal here. Exactly. So, here we go. Three, three, two, three one, two, boom. one, boom. Z, you know, that, that interview was a lot of fun with Jonathan Courtney. I mean, he, he was a great guy. Great guy. It's, it's rare that our listeners get to talk to uh, or listen to somebody who's uh, from Ireland, living in Germany. This guy's traveling all around the world. I just want to encourage all the listeners out there, this show doesn't have to be a show where you just listen to successful people teaching success. 
This could be a show where you are applying what you're learning. And I know there's a lot of listeners out there who are applying what they're learning. And what they're doing is after you start applying the moves that you're learning on this show, you're going to start to develop um, a growing business. You're going to have more customers than ever before. And see, when you have more customers, what you have to do is you have to hire some people. And when you hire some people, you start to maybe win some awards, become more known in the community. And that's why I wanted to talk about, I want to spend the rest of today's show and the next few shows talking about the life and times of Phil Jackson. Hey, before we get to yeah. Phil. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, just to wrap up the uh, the interview with Jonathan, what were some of your favorite moments of the interview? Just how he started uh, the company. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm blown away by every time you meet an entrepreneur and you talk to him about how they got started, the way they started the business is never what they teach in business school. I mean, these guys, they put up, they moved into a co-working space. So they could market to the people who were working there. Smart. <laughs> and they put a sign up that said, uh, we are UX designers. And they offered free whiskey samples if you did a consultation. And they said, you offer people two, three samples. Next thing you know, they're talking to you about their company. Absolutely. And next thing you know, they're doing $500,000 of revenue three years later. Then they start hosting other events at their office five years later. So this is a five-year horizon from the very beginning. Now they're, they're the people that they met at conferences years before begin reaching out to them they get a deal with with Udacity and then the, this this concept they bet they, 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 they bet on they're one of the first people in the world to bet on this concept of doing this this lean design sprint where you yeah. where you build a product in four weeks instead of five years right they bet on that and they became known as the people who can do it exactly another world's knocking at their door I love yeah. it but Z it was five years that's my favorite part five years of grinding classic baby. get rich quick scheme they got rich after five years <laughs> like six no, years I, I love it <laughs> I my part was I think there's two parts that I really enjoyed oh, yeah. about it yeah the first one was when you asked him the question yours was hard-hitting mine were not so hard-hitting what uh, yeah I know but he said if he could go back in time he would teach his younger self he would encourage he would force his younger self to get a business coach and I think that is a move we're trying to also tell people out there you can learn through mentorship or mistakes and he going through all the mistakes he he made he said he would go back and say get a business coach well here, here's a mentor here's the fab five for everybody out there Boom, you're, fab five. You're, you're out of your mind if you're a business owner if you don't hire an attorney before you need one Wes, why does everybody need an attorney obviously you're an attorney you represent uh, folks like td jakes and you represent you know the craig rochelle's of the world and big people now but uh, whether it's you or somebody else why does everybody need an attorney well, an attorney's gonna if a good attorney's gonna save you money in the long run, and it's gonna keep you out of a lot of time wasting that litigation is going to lead to. So you're gonna save time, you're gonna save money, you're gonna save stress. It seems idiotic not. To and you're do. gonna coach people how to avoid the mistakes, the predictable mistakes. I mean, Z, an accountant. Why does everybody have to have an accountant? Someone to file their taxes to the IRS. Come on now, why do we have to have one? Well, if you don't do it, if you don't have a good accounting system and a good accountant, <laughs> the IRS sooner or later. Will come get their pound of flesh, won't they, Wes? I mean, they every time, every time they don't, oh. they don't leave a stone unturned. And you, when you get on their radar, that's a radar screen you don't want to be on, right? So yeah, you, you have an accountant. It's, it's it's preventive, but also you know a good accountant also keeps you to where you can understand what's going on in your business, so you can make the changes necessary to keep your business afloat. One day you all of a sudden start bouncing checks, and you're like. I thought I had money. Oh, wait a second. I haven't looked at a PL in six months. Oh, wait a second. Who's balancing the checkbook? What's going on? I mean, you've got to have your you've got to have your knowledge of your numbers. And I would just say this to the Thrive Nation. If you're out there, again, the big five you want to have, I think everybody, if you're out there in business, you want to have an attorney that you can turn to that can you can respect. I would highly recommend that you have um, somebody out there doing your accounting for you. 
third, I'd, rec- I'd recommend you have mentors in your life that are good people that just are more successful than you, that you're palling out with, that can give you objective feedback. Fourth, I'd recommend you have a business coach, somebody that can help show you the proven path and can Amen. lead you, uh, just lead you and keep you from, from struggling in any area. And the final area is any area of your life where you are struggling, I would just encourage you to seek out coaching, whether that be in your spiritual life, having a pastor, whether you need to have a, a therapist to sit down and talk to about your personal issues. But isn't it important to be aware of where you're struggling and to find somebody yeah, to you coach you in those shape, areas? Get a, get a, you know, personal fitness coach i mean there's there's people out there if your car's broken where do you take it clay uh right now the fire station <laughs> right now i'm going to take it to i'm going to take it to the garage roy's the garage in broken arrow off of elm located next to the world's only the world's last outpost of video stores crazy no wow. seriously there's a video store yeah off of elm and broken arrow there's there's one video store that i know of in tulsa called family video never seen another one in the last <laughs> they, <eight> years they <laughs> still rent videos like it's 1999 it's like a block it's like a time tra- see have you been to this place no i haven't but i think i put on my uh, 80s outfit and walk on in there so yes let's do it let's i'm do so it. tempted to walk in and hey should we get like a, the, the back of our hair permed yes and i uh, get jean jackets where's Mark? your vhs and, uh, section acid washed acid washed jean jackets no when you go in there they have new releases yes. you can request them it's like a throwback the whole deal is but it's awesome. new releases from 2002 <laughs> have you been in there? No, I haven't there, been there's in there. new releases that are like 2018. You could get on Netflix right now or Amazon right now, but you can reserve them in advance because they're out of them in stock physically right now. I don't think I've been to a video store since Aardvark Video in like 1997. Aardvark Video. Wow. I used to rent like a Sega Genesis from there. Yeah, exactly. But my point was, Clay, is that when something's broken in your life or something's not optimal, there's professionals out there right. that can help you get it optimal, can help you fix it, can help you, you know, make it better. And that's what we do here at Thrive. We come back, we're going to be breaking down the life and times of the NBA head coach, Phil Jackson, who won 11 rings with the Chicago Bulls and the Los Angeles Lakers. His story is mind-blowing and game-changing. Stay tuned. Three, two, one, boom. You are now entering the dojo of Mojo and the Thrive Time Show. Thrive Time Show on the microphone. What is this? Top of the iTunes charts in the category of business. Drilling down on business topics like we are a dentist. Providing you with mentorship like you are an apprentice. And we go so fast that you might get motion sickness. Grab a pen and pad to the lab. Let's get in this. It's time to bear some fruit like some Florida oranges. Three, two, one. Here come the business ninjas. Sonic Boom. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And on the rest of today's show and the next coming shows, we're going to be talking about the life and times of Phil Jackson, the NBA head coach for the Los Angeles Lakers and the Chicago Bulls. He won 11 rings as a coach, two as a player. His book, 11 Rings, we'll be reading some excerpts from his book. On page, uh, page number one of his book, he writes, Truth be told, I've never really felt that comfortable at victory celebrations, which is strange given my chosen profession. Now, for those who don't know, Phil Jackson became very, very tall, which is something he couldn't control. But he was always he's always been very very interested in in uh, management dynamics, how people work. He's kind of a, a Zen. Uh, he studies philosophy. He studies religion, and he explains that he says here on page number four of his book. He says it takes a number of critical factors to win an NBA championship, including the right mix of talent, creativity, intelligence, toughness, and of course luck. 
But if a team doesn't have the most essential ingredient, love, none of those other factors matter. So, see, I'm going to explain this to you. In, in his book, he explains this. But basically, every other NBA coach walks up and down the court and yells plays during the game. They're going to yell out different plays. Marshall, you played basketball uh, professionally yep. as well as in college. What kind of plays? Did your coach yell a lot of plays out to you? Uh, yeah, he would yell out plays, but by the senior season, by the senior year of my uh, high school season, we had been playing with him for so long that we almost knew the plays that he was calling out, and so it was more of like telepathy, or he knew that we knew what we should So this be doing. is where like, Phil like Jackson... What's a, what's a play he'd call out? Just yeah, out of curiosity. Well, we would have this, a break. So every time we brought down the ball down the court, we knew what play we were defaulting to because we had run it so many times in practice. We practiced till What'd we you couldn't call that get play? it wrong. We called it secondary. Secondary? Yep, secondary. But during certain uh, high-pressure situations of the game, he would yell, he'd yell out another right. play. Like, what's another right. play he could yell out? Um, Ethel. Ethel, what's another one? Um, he ran out uh, pick and roll. Now, this is where Phil Jackson's different than every other coach, though. He never yelled out plays. He had one play. It was called the triangle. And the triangle offense was based on musical rhythm. And every four seconds, you had to move the ball. You had to either shoot the ball, dribble the ball. You had to move. But you did, the whole entire offense was very fluid. And he explained that after the game, after a game was played, he would break the film into three sections. If a guy needed help on defense, they had one coach. If a guy needed help on offense, he had, they saw one coach. And Phil refused to deal with either one he focused on the emotional state of the players and this is what i think dr z you're really good at is in your businesses you talk about you have multiple spinning plates mm -hmm. and so many people want to get into the technical aspects of how do you market how do you manage but marshall you've seen the clients we've worked with a lot of them have grown really fast and they struggle to manage people and z is a as a master of human chess of making sure that you make business decisions that are wise for the company and not irrational emotional decisions so here we go the chicago bulls have dennis rodman on the team and dennis rodman decides he's not going to speak verbally at all to michael jordan or scotty piffin on most teams they probably would have kicked the guy off the team but on the bulls phil jackson thought what's best for the team we need about 15 rebounds a game What's best for the team? We need his energy. What's best for the team? And he sat down and built a very father-son relationship with Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman that has still lasted today. And I think you do those same – you don't make irrational HR decisions in your businesses. Talk to me about how you maintain that stoic, calm, strategic persona in a lot of areas where small business owners might freak out. Well, I, you know, a lot of it's just uh, wisdom over the years, number one. Number two, you know, I when I was much younger, I did have a little bit of those freak-out moments, and I realized those were not productive and those didn't help get the ball down the field. They did not help grow the business. And so, you know, at some point you got to say to yourself, what's in the best interest of the business? Because that's what I want to grow. And sometimes having people that don't get along with each other, sometimes having people that have kind of funky personalities, sometimes having an employee that has some challenges, you know, learning how to gather them up, learn, learn what their love languages are, learn how to, how to stroke their egos, if you will, in some regard, and learn how to get them focusing on getting the business going forward with the talents they have. Because if they don't have the talent and they're a hot mess, they're gone. You know, so, but Dennis Rodman had the talent and he was a hot mess. And so, uh, and I say that affectionately, I don't know Dennis, but I mean, you know. Yeah, well, this but, is, well, this, Dennis, though, by his own admission in his book, Bad As I Want to Be, in the recent interviews, he talks about it. he just doesn't want to follow any rules. And, and, and Phil Jackson describes this on page five. He says, the NBA is not exactly the friendliest environment for teaching selflessness, which was his passion. 
even though the game is is itself a five-person sport, the culture surrounding it celebrates egotistical behavior and stresses individual achievement over team bonding on the commercials, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Talk to me about, Z, from your perspective, how bad of an issue entitlement can become. I mean, this Phil Jackson, every guy he's coaching has their own shoe, their own product, they're a big deal. But think about this. Kobe Bryant never won an NBA championship with without Phil Jackson. Right. Not one. Not one. When Phil left for a few years... No championships. No championships. Before for you. before Phil got there, Michael Jordan couldn't win a championship. No championship for you. Talk to me about how you manage and title people. I mean, that, that's an art right there. Phil Jackson, that's incredible. It, it's an art. And what you have to do is you have to take your own ego. You have to take your own self out of it, you know. And when, when someone's entitled, at some point, um, you know, when you sit down and talk to them, you you have to give them a little bit of a little bit more free reign. Mm. In other words, you have to give them like a like a horse. Sometimes you have to give them what they call give them their head and let them run a little bit, you know? And, and when you have someone that's entitled, at some point, every now and then, you have to have the what I would call the cow ate the cabbage or come to Jesus talk with them. Yes. And sit them down and kind of reset them, reset the bar a little bit. But up until that point, you know, as long as the talent is there and as long as they are producing and as long as they're, they're you know, helping you win, you know, it's something you kind of put up with a little bit of that along the way. Now, it sometimes can get to the point of it's gone too far. And, and then you have to lovingly sit down and say, hey, listen, you know, and, and I love the way you do it, Clay. You've really turned the corner on this. You have really become the guy that now is a little de- self-deprecating and you bring humor to the yep. you bring humor to the moment. Had to learn it. Yep. And you're saying, hey, you know what? What do I need to do? You know, and that's really a move up to I've learned them. from you. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's a good move. It's a and move. You're like, what do I need to do to get you to do the things I need you to do? It's, <laughs> it's kind of a nutshell. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, when we come back from the break, I want to get Wes Carter's take on this because if you are in an office and you do have to fire people, it can be expensive. And if you have an NBA team, you only have a roster where five guys are playing. You got 12 guys on the team. You got a few guys on injured reserve. You can't just sit there and fire everybody all the time. You've got to get people to perform at their best. And that's really what Phil Jackson does. If you're listening today and you manage a team of 12 people or more, you do not want to miss out on this because imagine what it would be like to manage the most egotistical, most entitled people in the world every night in mm. front of a crowd of 15,000 people that are screaming at you, and every word you say ends up in the headlines. It's an incredible, incredible deal. And, and Z, another incredible deal is Dr. Sibley Chiropractic. This guy helps get Tulsa's spines in line. He's helping Tulsa get in the best spinal health, spinal health possible, and he's a show sponsor, which means he helps make, make this show possible. So if you're out there and you're looking for a chiropractor, who's not an actor, but a real chiropractor, call our good friend Dr. John Sibley.com at 918-749-5741, 918-749-5741. Stay tuned. You are now entering the dojo of Mojo and the Thrive Time Show. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. 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 This is Clay Clark on the mic again. Myopic focus, tunnel vision. I'm focused on the mission to teach you the skills and give you the plans. Broadcasting from my lands to the left, to the portlands. I'm here to tell you, you can do it, yes you can. And now my friend, you got two fans. Give me the Z, comma, ands. I'll be the C, yes, ands. Now let's kick it like Batman, bam! And get a little nuts like pecans! Welcome back to the Thrive 
halftime show on your radio. And for anybody out there who's ever struggled to be an, become an effective manager, this show is for you. I think so many people reach out to us, uh, Z, wanting to grow a company from mm-hmm. maybe 10 employees or more, and we help them do that. And so marketing is not that hard. Sales is not that hard. Workflows is not that hard. Making an org chart is not that hard. It's getting people to operate within the systems you've designed. And so we read here from page number six of Phil Jackson's book, 11 Rings, where Phil Jackson, the winningest NBA coach of all time, who won 11 NBA championships as a coach and two as a player, writes, I've always been impressed by Kobe's resilience and ironclad self-confidence. Unlike Shaq, who was often plagued by self-doubt, Kobe never let such thoughts cross his mind. If someone set the bar at 10 feet, he'd jump 11, even if no one had ever done it before. That's the attitude he brought with him when he arrived at, a training, at, at training camp that fall, and it had a powerful impact on his teammates. He goes on to explain, I'd encourage Kobe to spend time with his teammates instead of hiding out in his hotel room studying videotape. But he scoffed at the idea, claiming that all those guys were interested in were cars and women. Now, he was making an effort to connect more closely with his teammates and figure out how to forge them into a more cohesive team. Of course, it helped the team's other co-captain, Derek Fisher, was a natural leader with exceptional emotional intelligence and finely tuned management skills. I was pleased with Fish, who had played a key role at point guard during our earlier run of the three consecutive championships, decided to return to L.A. after a free agent stint with the Golden State Warriors and Utah Jazz. He talks right there about how Shaquille O'Neal, a guy that you would think Wes Carter has got to be a great leader. Why? Because he's good at basketball. Yeah. He talks about how he's really not, wasn't a leader. He's talking about how Kobe, who you would think, oh, this guy's got to be an awesome natural leader because he's good at basketball. Turns out Derek Fisher was the real leader of the team. And I just want to get your take on this because you're an attorney. You work with a lot of businesses. Yes. How essential is it for everybody out there who wants to grow and create time freedom in a system that they learn how to manage people effectively? Well, it's it's, it's required. I mean, it's, it's an ultimate goal that if you're going to have any kind of time freedom, you're going to have to be able to replicate, replicate yourself to some degree. And I think what he's talking about there is the emotional intelligence of fish, which is like Z mentioned earlier, understanding different employees' personalities and then being able to interact with them based on their personality. So for instance, if an employee messes up, some employees are pleasers. They come to you on the verge of tears, sorry that they've messed something up. Some people don't have that idea. Some people come to you and they will lie to your face or hide that they've messed up because they're trying to protect themselves. But understanding tendencies and personalities of your team is going to help you figure out how you need to interact with them and get the best out of them. This is a notable quote I want Z to break down from page 12. He says, In my quest to come to terms with my own spiritual yearning and to get the guys to play together as a team, I experimented with a wide range of ideas and practices, from Christian mysticism to Zen meditation and and Native American rituals. Eventually, I arrived at a synthesis that felt authentic to me. And 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 though he says, and though at first I worried that my players might find my unorthodox views a little wacky, as time went by, I discovered that the more I spoke from the heart, the more the players could hear me and benefit from what I gleaned. As an example, the standard rule of thumb in the NBA is that you should call a timeout as soon as your team is as soon as the opposing team goes on a six to zero run. Much to my coaching staff's dis- dismay, I often let the clock keep running at that point so that my players would be forced to come up with a solution on their own. 
think about this. So he, Z, this is, I know this is how you would manage. If you saw a crisis happening, you would actually let a controlled burn go. If you knew that the end, of, you know, it's not that big of a deal if it's one regular season game, he would actually do that, though. He would actually just watch it happen and sit there and not get up and freak out because he wanted to teach the players how to problem solve because come playoff time, he wanted them to be able to do it themselves. And that's how you built a great team of managers. Everybody now saying, what would Z do? And towards the end of the season, everyone's going, what would Phil do? Z talk, Z, Z talk about this idea of teaching your people to make wise decisions. Well, because you've got to let them make them. You, they're going to mess up. They're going to make mistakes. And if every time they do one, you call a timeout and get your 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 you know your um, with the little thing he writes on the little the clipboard, the, clipboard the, yeah, the dry clipboard. eraser, really the, the dry yeah the clipboard, but it's a dry eraser, um, and sit there and, and show them what they did wrong and yell at them and scream at them and do all that. Then then they're not. Then they feel intimidated to make a decision again. So sometimes you got to let that. I like that control burn thing of it. I remember back when I was a camp counselor at Camp Takatoka. Camp Takatoka. Back in 1984. 1984. I was in charge of the 10-year-old boys. 10-year-old boys. And like a lot of NBA teams, they would come from all walks of life. <laughs> and we would be in the locker room, we'll call it the cabin. Welcome to the cabin. And it would be chaos. The circle. It would be, you know, Richie Rich kid, poor kid, you know, all kinds of all kinds of kids, and they would not be getting along. And I had a move. What was the move? You want to know my move? What was the move? Well, my move is, I would load them up, and we would go and we would go camping. We are going on a camping out together. But we'd go. I'd go where it's really dark. Really dark. I'd go where it's really almost a tad bit like scary. In deep woods. Where has he taken us? In deep, us? deep woods. <laughs> <laughs> and we would go out in the middle of nowhere. There's a circle. And then I'd tell the story about, oh, guys, you know, you got to have each other's back because, you know, there's some crazy things happening out here in the woods. It's all crazy. Why well, he here told us so stories. Gibson Lake. <laughs> <laughs> story so crazy. Reminds me of Bill Murray there around the campfire of meatballs. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the hook. But it was amazing that at that adversity that they had a problem solve. They had a who's getting firewood, who's getting this again. Like, hey, we got to have enough wood here to we got to get this fire going. Through. I mean, you 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 set up the you set up the issues and then you let them just kind of sort it out. And when the, all the troubles of you know of the world kind of pass, and they figure out this is kind of survival mode. This is us against the world mode. And we would come back from those overnights. We'd come back and maybe maybe I need to take them twice. You know, if <laughs> it's a really rough group. But the point is, you the, the problem solved together, and it really brought them together as a team. And then the rest of the rest of camp was awesome. By the end of the camp, they're all best friends. And you know, hey, we'll see you next. Now, year. Marshall, okay. you see this with Elephant in the Room. You see this with Z's businesses. But this next concept, Phil Jackson teaches, is he's talking about how he, he had one play. The guy had one play. My one man play. won 11 championships with one play. And he says, critics have called it outdated, complicated to learn, none of which is true. In fact, the triangle is a simpler uh, offense than most NBA teams run today. Best of all, it automatically stimulates creativity and teamwork, and it frees players from having to memorize set plays. Marshalls, why, why is it so important if you're going to scale a company that you keep things simple? The triangle is beautiful because it forced the team to get really, really, really good at one thing versus... No, no circle. It versus, like, kind of good at, like, 15 Just different plays. Just corner, corner, corner. And so the biggest thing for any business owner that's listening to this that can take away is they can take away, you need to do less in your business so that you can get better at fewer things. Things and do the same things over and over and over again. You know, we come back, we're going to talk more about how Phil Jackson manages people, how he managed people at the highest level of the National Basketball Association. But before we do that, Z, I've got a company that has, has a kind of a hard to say, say name here. It's Will I Am Contracting. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, these guys do commercial building. They do. They, they built Northeastern State Oklahoma, uh, Northeastern State University. 
the Okmulgee Judicial Authority, Hildale High Schools. They're, they're a great company. If you're out there listening and you say, I want to expand my commercial building, you got to call Williams Contracting today. Visit them online at will-con.com. Their phone number is 918-682-5511. 918-682-5511. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And what we do on the Thrive Time Show is we study successful people at a deep level. So instead of just looking at their success and saying, Z, wow, that person won 11 NBA championships, we'll actually go out there, research the life and times of this person, go really, really deep so that you, the listener, can get actionable nuggets of knowledge that they, did, that, Z, they don't really teach in business college that you can apply to your business right now. And, and today I'm excited because we're going to be uh, break, we're, we're breaking down the life and times of Phil Jackson, the NBA coach of the Chicago Bulls. And the the Los Angeles Lakers, who without Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan never won a single championship. Think about that. Michael Jordan was playing many years before many. and after Phil and didn't win any championships. It's crazy. Same thing with Kobe Bryant. So the, every time that Phil Jackson showed up, people said, yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, you could probably win a lot of championships with Kobe Bryant and Phil Jackson. Yeah, but no one did. Right. Except for with Phil Jackson. Right, what, if, exactly. what if LeBron would have played for Phil Jackson? Would that have been a... It would have been over. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, this is one of the things that Phil Jackson talks about is his offense, and I really want to get Wes Carter's take on this because I think a lot of entrepreneurs can overcomplicate anything, the legal aspects of their company, yes. the sales, the marketing, anything. Um, this is what Phil Jackson says. He says, if you place too many restrictions on players or employees, they spend an inordinate amount of time trying to buck the system. Like all of us, they need a certain degree of structure in their lives, but they also require enough latitude to express themselves creatively. Otherwise, they'll start behaving like that pinned-in cow. So talk to me about this at Winners and King. I mean, you're an attorney, and I know there are, 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 are you're, you're, you're a partner, you're a managing partner, so I know there are things you can't do, things you can do, but talk to me about how that partnership works, because you don't have like your partner following you around every second of the day going, hey, hey, Wes, what, what are you doing there? Hey, Wes, hey, there's not that micromanagement, but at the same time, there is management to a standard of excellence. Talk to me about the balance you guys have at Winners and King. Well, you're right. I think the lack of micromanagement is once you get to a certain level is very important. Now, obviously, if someone comes in right out of law school, you have to have more coaching with those kinds of people. But still, you're wanting to give them the feeling of freedom that they can be creative. I always tell them, I'm, I'm not going to try to pigeonhole you into a specific area. You know, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of different kind of work, and you're going to figure out what you enjoy, what you're good at. So it might be contracts, it might be intellectual property, it might be entertainment law, but you know, letting them have a sense of freedom so they can determine their own purpose. And then even once you get to, you know, you've been there for five years, I want to make sure we're all making money. I want to make sure nobody's getting sued for malpractice, mm. but I want you to have a happy work life, a happy work life balance, because that's how I keep good employees around for a long time. Now, Z, this is a notable quotable from page 22 of 11 rings that I'd love to get your take on. He's mm. talking about being an NBA coach. And Luke Walton uh, was one of his players. 
And so he's talking about he knew Luke Walton wanted to be a coach someday. So this is what he says on page 22. He says, one of the players I came down especially hard on was the Lakers forward Luke Walton, whose father had been an NBA Hall of Famer. I sometimes played mind games with him so that he would know what it felt like to be stressed out under under pressure. Once I put him through a particularly frustrating series of exercises, and I could tell by his reaction that I pushed him too far. Afterward, I sat down with him and said, I know you're thinking about becoming a coach someday. I think that's a good idea. But coaching isn't all fun and games. Sometimes, no matter how much you want to be a nice guy, you're going to have to be an a-hole. And this is where he ends it. He says, you can't be a coach if you want to be liked. So, Machiavelli, who couldn't be here today, Machiavelli says, the Italian philosopher, he says it is better to be feared and respected than loved and liked. And I have noticed that you, Dr. Z, and anybody else I have been around who is very successful, what they do is they manage the team in a way that is fair, and they put the business first. So let's, 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 let's review this. They put the business first because the business exists to serve you, Dr. C. Correct. The business exists to serve you, so they put the health of the business first. And you don't factor in how other people feel when making your overhead play, playlist for music. You think about the customer or what's best for the business. You don't think about the, how the employee feels when you have to fire somebody who's refusing to do their job. You don't care about how people feel. What, what you do is you put the business first, and the business exists to serve you. And Phil Jackson's saying, we got to win some games, baby. And if you want to win some games, you can't be liked, Mr. Luke Walton. And he's pointing that out to him. And I, I, I've seen people fight that, but you've told me, unless you're a life coach, Quit trying to coach lives because Quit people change seldom. See, people, break it down. People change seldom. You know, I want my employees to fear how much they love me. No, I'm teasing. It's, it's from uh, this <laughs> the, the office, Steve Carell. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you want them to fear <laughs> you or love you more? I want them to fear how much they love me. Great line. Um, that's, <laughs> that's right, Clay. And whenever you go around and anytime you think to yourself, you're making a decision based on your business and you, and you say to yourself, I sure hope that doesn't disappoint any of my employees. You, sure you've gone, you're starting to go down the path that you shouldn't go down. The path of loser. The path, yes, the path of, of letting other people, now all of a sudden you're letting other people's emotions control you and how you run your business. You can't do that. You can't do that. But just Chuck, like you Phil see Jackson, it all the time. But just like Phil Jackson, he didn't let the players and the way they responded to things control how he coached the team. Let me give you three examples. I want Chuck to break these down. Okay. Scotty Pippen said he refused to play on the team and demanded to be traded. So Phil knew what to do. He had a different member of the team, a teammate. He calls him up, says, hey, listen, you got to call Scotty. Say what you need to say. I need him to play one more year. Then Jerry Krause, the general manager, said, I'm tired of you guys. I don't care if you win every game next year. I'm not bringing you back. And he got that deal done. He got all the guys back. He had Dennis Rodman saying he refused to speak to Michael Jordan or Scotty Pippen. These are all things going on. I mean, he had guys refusing to be on the court with Michael Jordan because they didn't like him. I mean, there's all that emotional stuff. And and Chup, how big of a how big uh, of a part of running a business is that chess match of keeping all the elements, all those conflicting personalities and desires, all moving in the same direction? How big of a part of management is that? It's a huge part of it. Management is mentorship, right? So when you've got all these personalities, all these egos, all you're trying to get them to row in the same direction. They all want their own. They want their own kudos. They want all that. So you've got to make sure that you make people feel the way they need to feel in order to get done what you need them to get done. And you can't go down to their level. Dr. Z, what is your saying about don't don't get in the uh, mud with pigs? 
Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, pigs. Pigs want to get in the mud. They want to so, get in the mud. Yeah. So, oh, so you don't, said don't. You said don't hang around with dogs. No, no. Get fleas. Well, I said that too, but I also yeah. said you know pigs. Pigs want to get in the mud. Yes. So don't get in there with them. Don't because, get on. A, they love it, and you'll right. get all dirty too. Right. Exactly. So yeah. if if you don't want to go down to that emotional level, you've got to operate on the meta level to make sure they're doing what you. They got to feel the way that, that they need to feel to do what you need to get done. So we come back on tomorrow's show. Phil Jackson, we're going to be breaking down more about the life and times of Phil Jackson, but he's going to be kind of explaining in his book here um, what it's like to be an NBA coach. And I just want to make sure the listeners get this. If you're a small business owner, nobody talks about this, Z, but it's the dark secret of business. If you're in business, man, you're going to get hit. You are punched. Hit all the time. I mean, so Phil Jackson is talking about if you're a coach, if you do a press conference wrong, you're going to hear about it. If you make one wrong call, you're going to hear about it. Fans are always booing. Fans are always complaining. Every day you're in the headlines. You gave the ball to somebody too much. You gave the ball to somebody not enough. And he's just such a master of keeping the team rowing in the right direction. But think about this. I see a lot of small business owners. They get one bad review on Google. It just shuts them down for like a week. Right. Freak out. Phil Jackson's getting heckled and booed by people every single night. See, how much, how important is it for the listeners to listen in tomorrow as we break down more about that emotional management? Does emotional, does emotional management matter at all for small business owners? Absolutely. Absolutely does. Because what happens is you're trying to get your own DNA in, the, in your employees. You're trying to get them to be as excited as they can be about the business. Because you're excited. You're all in. Right. I mean, this, this has got to happen. And so you can't do it all by yourself. And so getting your teammates getting your team together getting them the right focus the right mindset and working rowing the boat rowing that boat in the right rowing direction the, boat. the right pace at the right tempo is so important together you're, you're trying to win games and they're trying to win scoring titles you're trying to win games they're trying to get endorsements you're trying to win games they're trying to get their individual accolades but you got to get everybody rowing in the same direction so if you're listening out there right now i encourage you i encourage you to vi- check it out one of our great show sponsors rc auto specials because even when you're even when your vehicle's going in the right direction shop there's gonna be a little friction along the way that happens and if you're tired of being in a rowboat and you want a vehicle that runs correctly oh no oh no nice. you gotta wow. call the guys at rc auto specialists okay? you, you can check them out they've got over 80 years of combined experience on working on fords they they specialize in ford power stroke diesels so if you're having heat and air system problems transmission problems lighting wiper blades fleet service battery issues anything that's going on with your vehicle especially if it's a ford call these guys at 918 918- 872-8115. Again, that's 918-872-8115. Or check them out at rcautospecialist.com. rcautospecialist.com. 918-872-8115. And then go to thrivetimeshow.com where we have the one-on-one business coaching, the conferences, the podcasts, thousands of videos for you to consume and to learn from. Learn from those mentors and avoid those mistakes. My name is Clay Clark. That's Dr. Z. That's Chuck. That's Wes Carter. Without any further ado, three, two, two one. Boom!